Hello, 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 and welcome to the Imaginary Movie Podcast. Random Trek. Uh, my name's Sam, and oh god, it's Beardless Riker. Don't look at it. <laughs> uh, and I'm Joe. And where's Wesley, you ask? Hopefully, getting fucking airlocked. <laughs> wow, violent, aggressive, aggressive Joe the bat. Yes, welcome, welcome to this uh, substitute podcast. Because sometimes all we can be fucked doing is watching Star Trek. And that's what we're doing right now. Uh, welcome. I mean, it, yeah, I mean wel- it would be understandable if it was good Star Trek. But, but this is, as far as Star Trek goes, this is pretty <coughs> low bar. I have to apologise, Joe. What I did is I went on to random Star Trek episode generator dot <laughs> uh, com. And this is the episode that came up now. I did 100%... No research, no no research whatsoever. But I just went TNG. I didn't even really look at it, and then I realized I thought I did. I did notice season one TNG, and I thought, all right, but you know it might be right. And then, and then, and then we started watching it, and then I'm regretting. Why didn't I just? Why didn't I just keep refreshing it until an episode of Voyager came up? That that was my thought straight away. But well, we've committed any, anything to that, anything so. like season from season like even season two onwards. Missing oh, out season, late in season seven. two, Joe. Like, see, like, like, there's like four episodes left, and then it starts getting acceptable. Yeah, but anything between there and like season seven, where you're likely just to be talking about Data's cat, you're good, you're golden. Yeah, like, yeah. oh, like DS9, anything past like season two again in DS9, like, golden. Oh, Joe, it's nowhere near. It's the, 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 the acceptable level is nowhere. Like, DS9, the worst DS9 episode is like 10,000 times better than the worst. Uh, TNG one, and perhaps that's what we watched today. We watched season one, episode five. Although it is episode four on Netflix because of the two-parter, um, uh, 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 the the two-part pilot. Just to note, it's called the Last Outpost. And um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna just, I'm gonna start off with like this is a full, this is a full nine on the Roddenberry scale, and and for anyone who's not aware. Uh, this is a scientific thing, which is how much, how much uh, decision making did Gene Roddenberry have? <laughs> <laughs> Too much. And 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 it goes from uh, zero to ten, and this is a this is a fat nine, Joe. This is a fat nine. It, because, it was quite oh quite quite funny because while we were watching it, you were messaging sort of like, how did you like carry on after seeing this in the first season of? TNG sort of thing, like you know, you watch this episode, the fourth episode you watch, and you carried on right the way through. And I was like, I'd, I'd watched the original series first, Sam. This is all gravy. Yeah. This is this is this is like <laughs> you had inoculated yourself. Now that see, we have another friend, another friend of mine who is watching going through, um, and and you know, like sensibly skipped original series because it's from the sixties and it's you know it's Pussy. a bit rough. <laughs> but 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 I what I fear though long term what he has not done he's not inoculated himself against yes. just the trauma. Of the Have th- you even Star Trek? If you haven't done the original series and the <laughs> animated series, I mean, come on. Uh, uh, listen, Joe, we're not all as utterly insane as you are to to go. And you'd never watched Star Trek in your life before, and you watched the original series. <laughs> it was it and was then a the anima- watch up, and then the, the animated series, and then you carried on watching TNG, and now you're on to Picard. To be so, fair, it really pays off. Once you get to like season three and four, TNG is absolute dynamite. 
Joe, that's like that's like what's that? Like that's like forty odd episodes, but it's like sixty episodes in. You fucking <laughs> madman! You utter, you're absolute maniac. Worth it. We we me and Joe watched me and Dave watched this when there was nothing else on TV. Like this is all we had. I watched it in lockdown when they couldn't even go outside. So <laughs> yeah, but you had all of you had the you had human history, all of human history you had to watch. Right? But I'd never seen Star Trek. <sighs> I'm not questioning it. It's it's opened up. It's it actually made you a better friend. Uh, I mean, yeah, exponentially. Um, and so the, I also I also maintain that if I'd watched this before the original series, I, number one, I probably wouldn't have enjoyed it as much. Original series made this look better. Probably, yeah. Um, yeah. And also, I don't regret watching the original series. But but if I'd have watched TNG before original series, I probably wouldn't have made it through because original series it does not hold up. No. No, I think there's there's a lot. There is a yeah. It's a difficult it's a difficult balance, isn't it? But this episode, then, I mean, let's 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 talk about the positives and let's get into the plot a little bit, and then we can get the fuck out of it. But basically, it's the Ferengi. This is the first episode that features the Ferengi, and I think it's. Would you, would you it, like a plot summary? I go yes, please, Joe. Please. Thank you. So the Enterprise makes a confrontational first contact with the piratical Ferengi race as the two ships are ensnared by a presumed dead planet, ready to judge them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's pretty. Which, that's, I think that's a good summary. Yeah, and I mean, I must say, like you know, the Ferengi. Obviously, once you get into DS Nine, Quark is like one of the MVPs. Like, amazing. Love Quark. Um, yeah, rules the, of acquisition. The, the, Love it. The, yeah, the Ferengi have like a decent um, role throughout the series. I mean, they are a bit like, you know, they're a bit, bit questionable, a bit questionable traits, and you know, they're kind of like there's some of the imagery is a little bit. I, I don't think we should necessarily go into it. You know, Google it, but they mm-hmm. they are they are like a decent, you know, they're a decent antagonist, and yes, Quark Actually, is one of the best. Funnily Cat enough, is... I mentioned Quark. Armin Scheimerman, who played Quark, was one of the Ferengi on the surface. Yes, yeah, so... which that was that was a little fact I was ready to throw mm-hmm. out. And you can tell, and you know, a classic Star Trek of reasoning actors because there's only so many people in LA. And it's a good, uh, I think he's he's quite recognisable. And you can see the difference between Quark, obviously in the makeup, but also the performance as well. So I think Armin Schreiman is a and great... It was, um, I think like the idea for the Ferengi was they were going to be like the next villain, almost. They were going to be like, you know, a Romulan kind of like this this race that don't get on with Starfleet and, you know, they keep having arguments with and coming into contact with. And then, like, you look at them and you're like, they, they just... Don't look that threatening. <laughs> no, they don't act that threatening. Later no. on, later on, when when you know this weird outpost dude is just now casually walking around with beardless Riker, mm-hmm. the, the, the the dancing, the weird like arm movements, and even like even the, the weapons what the though, fuck they've got they? these stupid fucking electric whip things, like that, which looks like a massive penis when it's it all out. Joke. I'm sorry, it does. It, does. it really does. It like goes it's around. Rainy, and sp- it's purple and it spurts I, stuff out the end of it. <laughs> I mean, come on, guys, come on. I mean, just like yeah. I, I think I think this is this is basically like uh, Roddenberry said he didn't want to have um Klingons or Romulans again at least in the first mm-hmm. the first series so so they were 
they were pushed out because he didn't want to be repeating the same baddies from the original series. I kind of understand it. You'll get it, Kling, yeah, totally. Kling, Klingons and Romulans are a very different thing in the you know, menacing, but maybe not quite as much as when they developed them later on. And so they brought in the Ferengi as to be the bad guy. And then, as you say, Joe, like, I think they just, they're just not... They're just not they're scary. Not, they're not, not scary. They're not threatening. Like you There's don't no... ever believe that they could like outsmart the no because because Federation. They just, like they look they look kind of funny with the big bulbous foreheads and <laughs> lobes. Big ears, and, yeah. They're not whatever the direction of this performance. You know, we're, we're, again, when they're on a planet, they're, they're like, like squirming around. Yeah, and... they're like scurrying around on all fours, almost like. Like, yeah, it's very it's very chimp like, isn't it? You know, it is. I, I just think no, it's weird. No, this yeah, isn't. it's later on the actual adversary adversarial role of this of TNG Borg. was the Borg, and now that is the Crucius Borg. Yeah, that is a that is a solid point eight on the Roddenberry scale. There's no fucking way that he would have. So they probably, the, I would say, they probably are the the best kind of villain in Star Trek, hands down. The Borg, like. Possibly even like one of the best villains. They are terrifying. In I yeah, mean, I terrifying. mean, just what an absolutely fantastic. Uh, yeah, I mean, let's talk about the Borg forever. But the, like the the way the way I think that the that the the Ferengi are introduced here, it kind of just doesn't. It just doesn't really work as that role. Now it does work as a. These guys are. Um, pretty like they're, they're pretty uh, you know dodgy you can see that there's that yeah they're, crooks they're not, basically yeah, yeah crooks yeah and and that and that works really well and that's what they kind of become isn't it and then a little bit of comedic relief later on like nog and all that stuff like yeah it's always yeah. quite funny rules of acquisition if you've not got the lobes for business and <laughs> yeah all that sort yeah. of stuff the the other strange thing the other strange thing is like just how aggressively misogynistic they are. Um, you know they they're just baffled. They're just baffled that Yar wears clothes, and and as much as I would as much as I would love to have faith in Star Trek writers of the nineties to say that oh actually well this was like a this was like a hyper they were like hypersexualized or something. No no these these guys are just channeling all the fucked up thoughts that they have about women and put them straight into the mouths of the Ferengi. That's like, basically what they're doing. There's like, whole that's... episodes of DS9 where Quark like shouts angrily at his mother because she's wearing a dress. Like like, like you know, like full on abusing her for putting clothes on. Like, take that dress off. Like you it's can't funny. be seen in public wearing clothes, mother. And you're just like <sighs> Okay. No, it's one of those it's one of those things that I just I I just feel like it's I know it's canon now. But I, I just feel like we could maybe not do that. We could maybe not mm-hmm. have that as a thing, because I just don't think it's that. Like it, it, it's it's, it's too overt, isn't it? It's yeah. not a subtle commentary on like the like, abusive role of men in yeah. and, and, and women's. You know, it's just no, no. But they're very they're very focused on that in this. It's it's kind of the slow reveal of the Ferengi though, because it's probably I mean I don't know how exactly how long, but it seemed to take forever for you to like first get an image of them because they're chasing the ship, and like the first kind of like ten fifteen minutes is effectively just on the bridge, and it's Picard and 
you know, the bridge crew trying to figure out what the fuck's going on. Yeah. Um, it, and and this is where this is where we come to, you know, I think the real Roddenberryness of it all. It feels like, and this feels to me so much like an episode of original series where it does it really does even one, visually it looks like a, a original series oh the set the planet set we could let's mm-hmm. talk about that in a minute number one we've got the we've got the like the just the general pacing mm-hmm. of it all it is very static mm-hmm. and we get lots of like over the shoulder shots and um, we get you know we see we see Picard face and we see Riker's just a little bit of Riker's shoulder on the back of his head, and these things like it's weird because as you go on, you don't really notice it as much. Mm-hmm. But they don't necessarily use stuff like that. They, they they more use like wider shots of the bridge, or you know Picard standing up and doing the, his little the, tuck the, maneuver and all this. Stuff. Like we we see much more openness mm-hmm. in 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 just how it's shot. Whereas this is much more in your face, like. I mean, original series, mm. original series, classic shots of Kirk, almost with that like nineteen forties, nineteen thirties band mm. of light over their eyes, you know, which yeah. they and, they would do in all the the other thing I would say as well is like it doesn't use the cast anywhere near as much as TNG does when you get into it. Like mm-hmm. it is effectively just Picard with a you know dose of Riker. Like Troy's there, but she's not doing anything. <laughs> um, Beverly is in it for like. 30 seconds when like yeah, but, Picard but, asks where's Crush, where's Wesley um, like where, where is he and she, she's like, oh, she coughs and that, yeah. that's her line reading oh, oh he's, in, he's in his room like you know if he's going to die he wants to do it awake sort of a thing or something stupid he's like fucking hell that's bleak but whatever um, and that's like her entire like <laughs> that's her like entire um, oh no Let, let's just dial in on that a second because because Be- Beverly says empathetically I thought about giving him some sleeping pills yeah. so that he would like go to sleep and then die in his sleep. That's how bad it gets in this episode. And, which and Picard, is, Picard just goes, oh no, you know, he's a man, let him face it. Like, let him do it she, while he's he he awake. Something. He says, he, Beverly says um, something, something like something's defective. Oh yes, well, it's, uh, you know, is, is, is that a man's... Is that a man's explanation, or and he says rubbish, like like he's like Shut he's up, some Beverly. fucking like he's some fucking red pill piece of shit, you know, <laughs> like, like oh right right yeah, but pretty much yeah, he should die like a man, freezing to death. Yeah, with with all of his senses intact, feeling every single. <laughs> you know, so he pain. can feel, he can feel the fucking oxygen just draining from his lungs, like. What the fuck, Picard? This is mental. This is dark, Picard's dark in season one, apparently. It really is. And so there's there's just this weird feel. There's just this weird feel. Mm-hmm. No one's really sure. And and obviously this is just how this is how TV works. But let's talk about it. There's no one feels very comfortable. No. And yeah, it's all very. It's all very. The, the, we do get some lightness. Mm-hmm. Um, mostly it comes from data. Like mm-hmm. him, him, him. With the finger, with the finger thing, they get his fingers trapped inside the, <laughs> the trap. The Mexican yeah. finger trap. That's fantastic. Yeah. It's great. It's hilarious. He's just there, like, so I appear to be stuck. <laughs> <laughs> it was amazing. And then later on, where he says, um, oh, "What is it? What? Oh, Christ, I can't remember exactly what he says." He used like an idiom, doesn't he, to mm-hmm. um, to kind of 
Oh, bloody hell. I'll find is, it. But... Um, like, the, the other thing I would say as well is that, like, you, you might, nobody seems to, like, really know what the place is. Like, Yar doesn't really feel right as the security officer. Like, Worf isn't really doing anything. Like, he doesn't have a place. Geordi's still on the bridge. Like, he isn't chief engineer at this point. And it just feels as though they've got these characters, but they just don't know what to do with them. But, like, mm-hmm. you know, they know they want Picard as captain and they know they want Riker as, like, first officer. But then, like, they've got Troy plus a doctor plus, you know, they've got Beverly, they've got Crusher, they've got LaForge, they've got Worf. But they don't know what to do with any of them. Like, yeah. where are these people going to be? I know. I know, and 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 all the whole feel is just is just a little bit slow, a little bit like where's the you know what wh- what's the direction that we're going mm-hmm. here now? It is very tense as well. The start of the episode is very tense in a way that's because you know it's the Ferengi. You kind of like have to you kind of have to imagine yourself being in nineteen eighty seven or whatever whatever it was when this came out. And thinking, okay, right. So I've sat down for this, and I kind of remember Star Trek. So maybe the whole the fact that it feels like the original series is kind of a good thing because it's very mm-hmm. familiar. Although it's a continuation, know, with... I guess, because this was the first Star Trek since original series, like yeah. other than the films, obviously. But like twenty know. years after, but still, like yeah. it maybe you know the Roddenberry's strong, and that's fine. And. And yet, all of that, and but because in 2022 we know it's the Ferengi and we know about the you know rule 176 of, of acquisition, whatever, like all of it feels a bit like guys. I'm, I mean, it's all right, it's fine, it's just a Ferengi, you know, it's everything's going to be okay, everything's mm-hmm. going to be okay. When it turns out actually that they're both stuck there, I thought it was quite fun, and it, it's a you know, this planet has got like a force field or whatever mm-hmm. that's that's keeping them stuck and that was entertaining you kind of want like oh well let's see are they going to work together to figure out no they're not they're going to go straight down to this uh very cheap set <laughs> yeah it, it, i mean it as looks... another throwback to the original it's, series it's the same one they used in like 63 episodes of the west or something stupid yeah Oh gosh, look at it! Look at it! You can see the fucking lines. I mean, I know this has been up. You know, the TNG was um, HD'd, mm-hmm. or you know, the, it was upscaled, and 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 maybe that's the fault of it. Maybe it looked better on TV in the late eighties. Maybe. Oh. <laughs> it doesn't look good now. Jeremy looks terrible. It's one of the worst ones I've seen. It really is because you've got these massive crystals, which, like. You know the crew walk past, and you can see them fucking shaking. You know, Data's hanging off it. You're like, Data, Brent, please get down. That is not, that is not going to be holding your weight. You know, like, come on. This is yeah, fine. you're about please. to break a leg. Just get up. Please, please don't do that. And then you've got the, you know, the the classic nice flat ground everywhere, which again, a bit strange. Like, it's not it's really smoke. Much, you can just see the smoke, like from the, the fog. Smoke Joe, the yeah. fog. Smoke machines. <laughs> just like. We are we are like half a second away from Masters of the Universe levels. <laughs> he man, how much how much how much fake smoke do you want? All of it, <laughs> <laughs> just all of it. I want, a, I want an aggressive amount of fake smoke. Is what I want. This how many, fog, how many smoke machines do we have? We have uh, we have fifty. Double it. <laughs> I want more. Yeah, 
Found Fox. See what Fox has got. See if we can. <laughs> they'll they'll send us theirs as well. Smoke. <laughs> Excellent. And so, this is this is. Um, oh God, this is just atrocious. It really is just atrocious. And, and, and like the, this is the thing. Like nothing's happened in this entire episode at all. Like they're talking about these Ferengi as if they're like this. Like super mysterious, scary race, and then they appear on the screen, and he looks fucking ridiculous. Like the Ferengi look stupid. Like they just look stupid. So like they come up on the screen, and you're like, that's that's not a threatening looking character at all. And it turns out that the Ferengi haven't done anything to them. Like the issue is on the planet, so they go down to the planet with the Ferengi, and obviously the Ferengi double fucking cross them. And then like there's some bullshit about this planet having been part of an old empire or something like that. The and this t- is Tacon Empire. The Tacon yeah. Empire where the sun went um supernova or something. So this was the furthest planet in the Empire and all this bullshit. And you just like But because they spent so long like fucking around trying to like make the Ferengi seem like this great villain, they've got like ten minutes to try and like squash this thing about this empire in. And you're just like, so what? <laughs> yeah. So you- so there's a couple of things here. Now, first we get we let, let's talk, before we go down the planet. Let's talk about Riker a minute because beardless Riker, what a absolutely horrifying visage. That we, oh Jesus Christ, beardless, grow a beard now. He does. He looks. He. he I mean, we've got his weird smile. You know, which we, which is that that Riker isn't even getting laid on Riser. Let's be honest. It's no, uh, he's, he's not. No. I know it's the eighties, and I know no one has a beard in the eighties, and. I, and to be fair to um, uh, Freaks. what's his face, Freaks, yeah, like he 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 unilaterally decided to grow a beard, and boy, is the season better because of that, the, the show better because of that. But anyway, but he's like he's he's fucking pumped up. He is. There's a bit when they when they go they go they go into the transport, and uh, and Data says. Uh, Commander, because of the um, you know radiation neutron field or whatever he says, we won't be able to beam back. And he says, "Understood." Understood. Energize. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, and if I'm Geordie, I'm like, uh, Commander. Okay, okay. I'm, I'm good. Okay, See you sorry. Later. You've you've you. I've, uh, yep, we're already there. It's fine. I was just going to say before we should we take a shuttle. No, okay, no, that's fine. Well, I mean, if you feel confident we can get back in this time. I mean, I know we've got to be back next week for the next episode, but I'm just a little bit concerned <laughs> that you've been a little bit cavalier. All the way through, all the way through, he is pumped up to shit. He is ready to, like, just go for his throat out. He is he's like, he's just waiting for an excuse Fucking to... hell, Riker. <laughs> Calm down. He, he's like, he's, he's reading from the Archer book of captaining. That's that's what he's doing. He's just like... He really is. And he's no... And, he, and Joe, Kill them he all! No beard. What? They haven't done he's anything. No, Kill them! Yeah. That's... that's he's, no, he's beardless. He's aggressive. Just a little bit weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he smiles and you're like, oh, God, please. <laughs> Terrifying. The best thing Jonathan Frakes did was grow a beard. The best thing he <laughs> did ever. And then we get like, oh, so yeah, Tacon Empire. Now again, again, it's one of those great like Roddenberry style things of we're going to introduce some, you know, some, some random empire or some race mm-hmm. that we're never going to see again, ever. <laughs> never be ever. explained, never, never even mentioned. 
you know whereas whereas i think in a lot of Star Trek going forward because the fan base was much more developed and you know we start getting books and comics and mm-hmm. video games and all this stuff like they're, they're kind of a bit more deliberate about throwing away mm-hmm. um, uh, you know concepts or canon canon becomes a much more established thing I think mm-hmm. doesn't it so we get okay we're going to have this you know species for whatever it is in voyager that comes back in different series it, mm-hmm. like, it references and you get the k's on all the time they're always referenced and exactly exactly whereas some something like the tacon empire i mean you know the, like, there is just there's nothing maybe there is um I, I don't know if that comes back later on i'm just gonna have a quick look but i think Pretty much. I mean, I guarantee this fan fiction. Guaranteed. Yeah. Absolute guarantee. Yeah. I'm just looking. I'm just looking to see if that comes back. Yeah. Mm. I mean, there's an entire so, like there's an entire um, discussion around who would win in a war between the Tacon Empire and the Borg. So there you go. Yeah, I mean, with, with in Star Trek: The Next Generation, Q continuing novels. Okay, that's trash. Then we're not even going to talk about that. Uh, Star Trek novels, really not where we're going. Um, and I think maybe in Discovery, they like mentioned. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, here we go. While on Danis Five in thirty-one eighty-nine, Discovery. Um, the Star Dispatch, which featured a headline on the front page that read "Supernova Threatens to Con Empire." And that is the only other mention <laughs> in an actual TV series, a fucking headline on a newspaper. So, classic example of just throw away, and we're not going to bring that up again. And we've got this portal guy, like, so basically they've got these like, what, like a guardian of the, of the yeah, he's like, like a, the defender of the faith or whatever, you know, like just just defending yeah. the outpost. So you, who's like he's summoned as soon as you like appear or whatever. Like you come down, and this guy with the staff comes up and goes. How dare you enter my domain, sort of a thing, you know? Like again, bring back Lord of the Rings here. It's it's like you know the army of the dead. It's like who dares enter my domain, sort of a thing, and you just like. Well, you you thought that, Joe? I thought, oh look, it's the Wizard of Oz, <laughs> <laughs> with the floating face. The wizard, the wonderful Wizard of Oz. The floating face is like. Listen, I understand that you've got like a thing that you're going for because it's you made you originally made this in the sixties and. I mean, there is there is, a, there is an episode there because you know, like Data could ask for like a heart, and I don't know. <laughs> Riker could true. ask Riker could ask for all his STDs to be cured, and <laughs> who would ask for courage? Um, it's not going to be Worf, is it? Uh, Wesley? Wesley, yeah, <laughs> Wesley. <laughs> fuck, fuck you, Wesley. But, but listen, listen, I know, I know you're going for a thing, right? I know you're going for a sixties thing. And, and <laughs> Wizard of Oz was obviously much much earlier than that. But the floating face is just no, just no. And then when he trans he transforms into this weird guy with the, you know the face, the prosthetic, and that. Mm-hmm. like it's just it's just a little bit it's just a little bit odd. I really was imagining him. He's going to be wearing like gold armor, you know, mm-hmm. in a real in a real original series. He fashion. he actually looks a little bit like the Changelings from DS Nine. A little bit. Oh, yeah. I'm sure he- there are several novels. That are dedicated to that exact thing, Joe. I'm sure. But that's that's kind of like what the the prosthetic makes him look like, if you know what I mean. Like he almost looks a little bit like that. He looks like a changeling. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, those it's, pesky changelings. It's it's kind of and, and again, if you know you, when, you, when you're researching um, this, it's just completely unremarkable. It's just a real unremarkable character, mm-hmm. and 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 this is where we get to I think maybe my biggest criticism of this episode and I mean we have it's been so 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 many so far (laughs) (laughs) traipsing through this shit (laughs) and we love Star Trek don't we please I mean listen if you're listening we love Star Trek I've enjoyed every single moment of of hating not hating this but thinking this was a bit naff but we also have to be objective now the bit that just doesn't make sense to me is that nobody Nobody is acting in a way that makes sense. This portal thing, they're, they're all doing exactly what they're supposed to do because the script says so. Like, that is the only <laughs> justification. You've got this portal thing who's basically just, like, shouting riddles for some... Like, so what is he? What is he? Is he a person? Is he an entity? Is he a computer program? Is he a hologram? None of that. Just, none of that is even... They don't even mention it. It's just fuck it. There's a guy because they're not because again we're not quite in that like sciencey. But also because this isn't the, that's not the point of the episode. Like this is almost like they needed a way to finish the episode and like yeah. So they had to bring this in to like kind of round the episode off. They actually they don't really actually give a fuck like about any of this. No. It's not really like an important part at all. It's like oh there's a guy. Yeah, he does stuff things. Who is he? Oh well, he's there. Who cares? So, but he starts off being quite aggressive, though. He's yeah. quite aggressive. Well, he, he like, like he come, comes right for Riker, doesn't he? And then like pretends to like cut his head off and stops like inches from his head, and Riker just stands there like Mister Big Bollocks, um, <laughs> and just kind of who, who again? Who again? Why is he doing that? Like, <laughs> I know he's pumped up about I mean, going down to a how, planet. How we fucking can't get pissed off. off would Picard be if like he literally got his head cut off at that point? Picard would be pissed. Like he's lost his first officer over what? <laughs> Absolutely nothing, Joe. There's no, there's no reason. It's just dick swinging. That's all it is. The, the only people who make sense are the Ferengi, but again, the point of them is to be like a bad guy, like a menacing threat, and they basically just grovel the way through this entire fucking situation. There's, there's no, there's no attempt of them to be like an actual bad guy like, or nothing, nothing. I don't understand how, like, having done this episode, they thought they could then like. Reinvent, the, 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 bring the the Ferengi back as like this great enemy after having them act like they did in this episode and be like, oh yeah, these these are going to be the these are going to be the villain, the the nemesis, you know. It's like, but but you made them act like a bunch of fucking pricks. Like they're literally just like crawling around on the floor. How are they a threat? They don't look threatening. They don't act threatening. They aren't scary. No, no, and. And all the way, like all the yeah, their their role is just is just atrocious. It's just, but but again, they don't really, they don't really kind of, they don't really have any use for him, for for them even in the context of this little mini story. All they do mm-hmm. is like shout stuff. They're not big, they're not big, evil. They're not necessarily being like they just they can kind of comedic relief. I think they may be even as they're shooting this episode and thinking mm-hmm. right, these are going to be the big bad of of the series. They're kind of realizing that these you know, <laughs> actually they're not. better to they better be groveling. 
They're better groveling. And they do, they spend effectively like the rest of TNG obviously trying to figure out what they're going to do with them for DS9. Um, because obviously, you know, Quark comes in in DS9 and you're like, yeah, Quark, he's, he's good stuff. But like, I don't think they're in TNG that much after this episode. I think there's one more episode after that is when mm-hmm. they decided bring in the Vorg. We need the real, we need, we need a real actual threat as opposed yeah. to whatever the hell. Assimilate. Yeah, these these guys are doing. But but this but this portal character is is just so non, no real. Again, what's what's the what are they? And this is what I would think later on is that they would be scanning it and saying, data would come up and say, Captain, it appears, uh, Commander, it appears to be a uh, you know a, a neutrino burst that has you know. There will be some techno babble that would give us a sense of like, okay, they're trying to understand what this is, mm-hmm. and then we just get loads of like data arguing about timelines and like history, mm-hmm. you know. Oh well, the Batsu dynasty, and then actually, no, you're wrong. Like, I get, I just don't know what I just don't know what the purpose of this is, mm-hmm. and, and and let's just go back. It's 1987 ish. We're watching this. What the fuck? I mean, it's the biggest question I have about TNG and all of Star Trek really is that how on earth did this get a second season? Because it is, Green it is exceptionally rough and this episode is like, wow. wow. Well, I would say like all Star Treks, I mean, let's not include the original series because I don't know how that got first, second or third series, but like, you know, TNG, DS9 and Voyager like uh, all the first seasons in every single one of them are like this is not good like no they all take one series to kind of really find any form of like entertainment quality just Mm -hmm. yeah yeah Uh, and I think it's the unevenness isn't it it's the unevenness of it all going through now that's exemplified you know as we get towards the end of the episode that's exemplified by Once, once the portal sixty three dude does his weird like. Once they restart thing. Alexa, yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly, yeah. Alexa, shut up! They, uh, <laughs> they stop talking. He he comes down from his like pedestal of like, and then just turns into a dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, oh hey, Dean Riker, yeah. So uh, see the game on Saturday. Ooh, what's the, what about that? What about that? Uh, Me- meanwhile, the Ferengi are just like crawling around. Just what do you, like... what do you think about Baker Mayfield? I, 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 I'm not really sure. Like, where do you reckon he's going to end up? Oh. I, like all of this is just, he becomes so casual, and he's almost like he's almost like giving Riker a high five. You know, once once he figures yeah. out his riddle, his riddle which makes no sense. There is no meaning in what he's saying. He's not like he's. It's not like it's. You know, like fear is the enemy. Is what. Uh, is what Riker says, and you're like, okay, what? 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 <laughs> what? What does that mean? How is that related to anything that we've talked about? Because it doesn't seem to be about the Ferengi. I mean, fear of of what? Of like being stuck on a planet because you're keeping us here with your weird I mean, tractor beam. You're stuck on the fucking planet because you came down knowing you couldn't get back to your fucking ship, you moron. Yeah, dickhead. I mean, we get like a little bit of we get a little bit of science about the explanation of this with like the crystals, which are acting as like energy absorbers, and so they fire the lasers 
the the phases at the thing the the the, the Ferengi penis whips they they get zoomed into the crystal I mean but that's about it like we don't really understand why that's happening on a gravitational don't, level don't question it it's just you know it's it's, it's like you, you, the same reason that whale songs and aliens and yeah, yeah. shut up shut up and watch the show <laughs> I, I know i know i mean we'll just go back to the enterprise for a minute which is being sapped of their oxygen presumably like it's going it's going see, see that's the shit. real reason that like Riker wanted off because he's like well i'd rather like fucking suffocate and starve down there than suffocate up here just get me off this fucking ship. Then I have to talk to these goddamn Ferengi for ten more minutes. It just, it just, you know, it, it's one of those like, it's one of those unsatisfying episodes. And mm-hmm. yeah, it's silly, and we could forgive that. Mm-hmm. But what we can't really forgive for me is it, 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 it front loads a lot. It says like, here's loads of ideas, Ferengi, portals, the portal thing, the riddles. The, en- the energy field it front loads them and then pretty much just abandons a lot of that mm-hmm. and what we get is like the portal and Riker having a beer at the end so rather than you know we don't we don't get that nice satisfying even little captain's log Stardate blah 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 the, we, we discovered a blah, 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 which ended up causing and that's how we managed you know, we don't get any of that it just kind of like goes alright fine and it's a it's a, it's a, it's more of a, like a morality tale rather than like a science tale. I mm-hmm. think when Star Trek is at its best is when it's bringing those two together in a really nice way. Like mm-hmm. we have to do this because yes, it's the right thing, but also this is how we're going to do it in a really interesting sciencey way. Mm-hmm. It's not interesting that at all. It's like all right, there we go. Your friends now. I'm going to release you. See you later. And Bye. Ferengis are doing weird interpretive dance in the background. There you yeah. go. Scene. Scene. Green light. Any last thoughts, Joe? No, I think we've pretty much covered it. Um, I think they learnt pretty quickly that things weren't working in this, and that was proven. I'm not saying that, like... And I think it's harsh on Tasha Yar. We've had a whole episode about her again, previous episode. Oh, we did yes. a whole episode on Tasha Yar. But I think, like, just because obviously her leaving meant that Worf became, like, the MVP, uh, it allowed him to find his feet. And Star Trek really, and TNG in particular, found its feet kind of once she went. And it's not because of her, but just because that's, like, just how it happened. Like, she left and TNG really kind of found itself. Whenever you see Tasha Yar in an episode of like Star Trek as security officer, it's just kind of like, ah, oh, this isn't going to be good. No, <laughs> and, and it's a real shame. And, and it's and it's almost exclusively because those fucking misogynistic nerds who wrote that uh, an entire race doesn't let their women wear clothes <laughs> had absolutely no clue how. I mean, to it deal all with works out well for Tasha her because Yar. she she comes back as like an evil Romulan whose mother was raped or something. Yeah. Oh, it's a dreadful, it's a, just a dreadful treatment of that character. But again, I mean, the misogyny is wild and they just don't understand what to do with Yar. And this is a great, this episode's actually an early hint mm-hmm. of the fuck, like what, she, it's a woman so we're going to just fucking focus on she the fact a that she's a woman's opposed, hands, my lord. As, oppo- as opposed to being like a actual no no let's just let's just write her as a character as a person human being with motivation and desires and 
vaults. And Fuck it, let's get a kill by a puddle of tar. Done. No. Over. Bye. No, let's do that. Let's make her. Let's make her a woman and also aggressive. Mm, wow, like that's pretty much the deal because because of her job, you know. And it's and and, and the, you can see, I think, that there isn't the space, mm-hmm. or they don't think that they, they're not able to write the space for all of them. What yeah. have we got? Picard. You know, we've like got the a, doctor who's a woman, so I think that's, a, and we've got also the emotional. You've got one Troy. who's a woman. And that's, yeah. that seems to me like, oh, yeah, that's the acceptable roles that we're willing to give them. And then as soon as there's, like, it's the security security officer, that's when they just, like, no, that doesn't make sense. It doesn't compute at all. <laughs> we'll bring, let's bring in the guy with the ridges, the massive guy with the ridges. Like, that's, the fucking crazy lunatic who just wants to kill and shoot the everybody. 90s, it's the yeah. 90s, Joe. They're not like, interested he, in He looks like a security officer. She doesn't. Done with. Killed by tar. Pretty much. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> get in the tar. Tire. Get in the tar. Tire. Uh, yeah. And yeah, poor, poor Tasha Yar. What did she ever well, do? Yeah, we'll go it? back. There's a good episode, actually. It um, is. Which I, I wasn't on, and so Weren't I you? was shouting. No, I don't think so. Um, if you say so. But that is our exploration <laughs> of this episode. And it's one of. You know, let's put it on. Let's give it a out stars rating, Joe. Five five stars. Any? Where, where, where is it for you? Two, two. Let's go two. two. I think it's a solid. I think it's a solid, like one and a half to two to me. It's not dreadful. There are a lot it's, worse episodes. It's not animated series. That's like the bar for me. Like, but it's not good, is it? It's not. It's, it's not, not good. good. It's not good. It's not good. And if you are listening to this. Corey, if you're listening to this and you are like, oh my God, I'm going to... Is this... Does it get any better? Yes. yes, it does. But not for a while. Just wait till Tasha gets killed by a puddle of tar and then you're in gold. And then you're like 40 episodes away from it being good. <laughs> <laughs> and then you're only like another 80 episodes away from DS9. So, hey. <laughs> yeah, which is... Which in but itself... Only, still... 60, only 60 episodes from Data's Cat. So... Yeah. But even when you get DS9, we've still got a good season and a half before it starts getting good. Yes. Voyager pretty strong, but then it's a lot worse than the rest of it. But, you know, like... And then just, like, Enterprise, just just miss that. Don't it's, bother. It's just, just not worth it. No. Like... No. Why do we watch Star Trek again, Joe? I don't know. <laughs>